you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the NFL podcast has its swagger back. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Getting the band back together. Ah. Much thanks to Connie Fox and Patrick Claibon for uh, sitting in while Mark and I were at our private retreat in the mountains. <laughs> it's nice to see one of the world's great romances, you know, living life again. We are. Well, yeah. we actually didn't stay in a cabin together. We didn't even see each other. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see Dan for more than one second all weekend. So, but I met you and and Simone, you know, who were who was having a birthday. That was back, the romance is back on track. Yeah. Did you say? What, you're suggesting that it was know. not on track. I'm just trying to, pivot. It's trying to pivot. Trying to pivot. Consistently out. on track. Greg, uh, <laughs> very awkward in social settings at times. <laughs> he did. This is what we're talking. When you say you don't know what we're talking about, that's kind of. I would say I'm comfortable. I just make other people feel awkward. Mm. Mm. I, I think you do a fine job <laughs> in the post-softball setting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We're 2-0, our softball team, by the way. Another thumping of a, um, a middling unit. So I'm, I'm very happy about the start of the season uh, for the Shield. Um, and that's something to be excited about, Mark. We'd love to ca- get you at a game. I, uh, I definitely uh, intend to come. When is the next game? Uh, we are playing, I believe, a week from Thursday. We're on the rare double bye which could hurt our momentum a little bit, but, you know, nothing to get too upset about. Recharge the batteries. I will be there. Good, exciting. To observe. This is the Around the NFL podcast driven by Hyundai. And today's show uh, is an important one because we are less than, damn it, I wanted to say less than 24 hours away from the draft. That is not accurate. So I have to say something less sexy like, we are less than 31 hours away from the 2017 NFL Draft in Philadelphia, an event that will be held 
Wes? Outside! I take my duties as host very um, seriously, and I, I did want to try to get a Philadelphia area meteorologist on the show. Uh, so I reached out to Connie Fox, who strangely didn't get back to me. Mm-hmm. A little bit odd. She's in Philadelphia right now. Reached out to John Gonzalez, who also uh, got he did get back to me. Who's, who's that? John Roland Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Uh, John did not know any, had one friend, but took a job recently in D.C. Uh, so no, no weather person uh, to come on the show. So we have no idea. And in a way, it's more exciting. Because, yeah, I th- that's the way to go. Yeah, the, the weatherman's never wrong. So why do we want to know that information? We want to be flying, flying blind, blind, flying blind on this one. Very exciting. Uh, but anyway, the draft is tomorrow. So you know what we're going to do. You know what it is. Go get my lunch. The NFL Draft Edition. And don't you misophoniers. Don't you dare come at me. Or what's coming, Sid? The orange. You don't want the orange. You don't want it. The sound of someone eating an orange is especially bad. Ugh. It is not pleasant. You don't want it. Because the banana was bad. Oh, the banana was real bad. But the orange can make ears bleed. That's all I'm saying. Send me one. I dare you. Send me one tweet. <laughs> one of you son of a Send me one tweet before Thursday's show, and you're getting the orange. I am in, I'm in their court. I cannot stand this uh, sounds of people chewing various foods. And you take particular – that right there. You take particular joy in it, and it is a torture to some. I feel like eating a banana should be soundless. Is it, though, Sydney? Is it? <laughs> There's some sucking and some lip smacking. That's going to be terrible. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we will do our uh, our props, our sandwich props, uh, whereby we each make predictions uh, for the draft. Uh, we go around the room a few times, and then we track those predictions with the help, of course, of the great Nick Fortier. 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 <laughs> Was that ever – do we know for sure? He confirmed to me that it's Nick Fortier. Oh, Nick Fortier. Kind of like Phil Plantier. Remember him, Greg? Oh, yeah. Great batting stance on that left-handed mm. slugger of the Red Sox. An all-time batting stance for <laughs> Phil Plantier. But anyway, Nick Fortier at GoGetMyLunch.org tracks all all the uh, standings for our predictions. Uh, so we will make some for the draft. Very exciting. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to hit the news. Uh, so I don't know. Let's do it. Sid? Before the battle can be won on the field. Must be one on draft day. Got about 10 hours. I'm going to do what's best for the team. <laughs> that, of course, the one of Mark Sessler's favorite films of all time, Draft Day, starring Costner. And they just put up some <laughs> clips. If you're if you're curious about the movie, they just put up some clips uh, on YouTube. Um, uh, various clips from that that film. They just put them up. Yeah, it's uh, you know that movieclips.com or something, and they 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 actually that's part of their job. They take different parts from movies and then just throw it up on YouTube. If you if you're a draft day fan, and Mark, I know you are, go there and relive one of the great uh, conquests of the Cleveland Browns history. 
their fake 2014 draft with Kevin Costner's GM. Well, this is a tired bit. I, I don't think about this movie at all, and it's brought me nothing but um, agitation from the three of you and others. Well, if you want to relive how excited you were at the time, you can just Google, like I just did right now, Draft Day Movie Mark Sessler Review, and you'll actually find the official Draft Day Movie account, uh, which includes the review from Mark Sessler, delivers on the Draft Day Movie delivers on the great tension of the NFL draft while showing how human the entire process is. Full of heart from start to finish. As I told you, as I told you. (laughs) Full of heart from start to finish. Delivers on the great tension of the NFL draft while showing how human the entire process (laughs) is. Let me tell you one thing. Mark Sessler, NFL.com. As I mentioned, I had multiple glasses of wine in me when I texted that that review. And I'm not going to take it back. I did write it. I should not have ever done that, obviously. But Greg and Dan Wait. have now put themselves into a special little bucket and it's called the revenge bucket and it's going to be an <laughs> oh. incredible practical joke that I will that I will enact on the two of you but you will never know mm. that it came from me and it will not happen in the next 15 to 20 hours where oh that's a callback to the podcast when I took Mark to town on a movie review he did three and a half years ago no it may come eight months from now, 18 Ooh. years from now, but it will be severe. Mm. Only the, Wes, I hope, long as Wes doesn't slip up, only Wes survives. I mean, he already yes. has. I, he was quoting you as well. I don't know how Wes got away. Wes came out of the theater calling it a solid B, if I don't I, I do not distance myself from that movie at all. I think it's underrated. No, I and I like, <laughs> because Dan and Mark actually wrote, little known fact, a review of the movie on the website. And that, that, that came up. right. I forgot about that. that. Widely known fact. Yeah, that came up when I just Googled it, too. And it is funny how toned down it is in that. It's solid football fare for fans in need of a fix. So that's a little more tempered. That was a go byline. I was bringing it down a little bit. Mark was pumping it up. That's because there had already been occurrences, I believe on our website as like a background splash page where Dan Helley also got pulled into this. He and I had (laughs) our quotes on the back of every NFL.com article, and I thought I will never allow this to happen in my life ever again. (laughs) Remember Mark's last revenge bucket? No, what was it? We were all turned into cat lovers on Instagram. Oh, yeah, that was good, though. That's still that this re- will not have the feel good aura of that. <laughs> right. That that's still my profile picture on Twitter. Uh, all right. Enjoyed let's that. let's do uh, some news and we will start with. Oh, my God. Adrian Peterson got a job, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, the New Orleans Saints and uh, the veteran running back finalized a two year deal that will pay. Peterson seven million. The deal included three and a half million guaranteed in 2017. And it's worth up to $8.25 million with incentives and escalators. Uh, this puts uh, Peterson in a backfield with Mark Ingram, which on paper, uh, Greg, looks like it could do some damage. Do you like the move? I do. I think it makes sense for the Saints to add another offensive weapon. They're a team that likes to have multiple running backs. Their backfield, despite Ingram being there, was very thin until this move. So I think they were going to add someone in the draft or in free agency. And to me, you're going to get a motivated Adrian Peterson. And I'm not too worried about who gets the snaps, who gets the, you know, who gets the carries. I think there's plenty to go around with for Ingram 
and Peterson, and that this is a team where he fits pretty well. They don't use the shotgun very much. Among the bottom teams in the entire NFL in terms of using the shotgun, and, and I trust Sean Payton in terms of how he's going to use different offensive weapons, including Peterson. I think everybody's reading this situation wrong, and I think the NFL is reading Adrian Peterson wrong. He should be the favorite for comeback player of the year honors. Mm. He's a freakish athlete. He can't get, be compared to any other 32-year-old running back we've seen this century. He's better than them. He's more physically gifted than them. He's an exceptional talent. And and I don't this idea that he's Tim Hightower, give me a break. Tim Hightower coming <laughs> off a half a decade out of the game and had to bust his butt just to make the team. Peterson got a two point five million dollar signing bonus. He's not going to be the backup to Mark Ingram. It's not well that's just not true. They'll sp- I mean, I think it doesn't matter who's backup, who's starter. They're gonna split it. So they're gonna both be factors. Peterson will likely not be on the field as much on passing downs. But Ingram's never played more than 550 snaps in his life. Anyways, the pa- the Saints were at their best when they had four guys in their backfield. Pierre Thomas, Chris Ivory, uh, you know, who, who am I thinking about back then? Darren Sproles, Pierre, you know, it, they, they would go three or four deep, and I think that's what they'll do. I think it's one of the more interesting landing spots, and it's they play the Vikings, which is which is fantastic. For me, it's like I want to just make sure that Adrian Peterson, who seems t- totally motivated as a, as a football player from wire to wire, that at this situation, it, they all talk about there's a clear role, there's going to be, it's great for the Saints. But week eight weeks, nine weeks in, if Adrian Peterson isn't happy with his role, if there's issues with Mark Ingram not being happy with the role, what happens there? Maybe it works out fine. For me, it's a why not. If you can get Adrian Peterson, he came out of, at, a, at a pretty low cost. You're the Saints. You've you've basically been a non-entity in the playoff picture for too many years at this point. Go for it. Why not? It is amazing, again, how tough it is to be a running back around 30 years of age, and Peterson's 32. Um, this is a guy who's a legendary player, and he is earning $3.5 average salary this season, putting him behind the likes of Frank Gore, no disrespect, Greg, Theo Riddick, Bilal Powell, Ryan Matthews, He'll make less than Mark Ingram. So basically, at the end of the day, despite the fact that he has this legendary resume, despite the fact that he's already shown once that he can defy the odds when he came back from that knee injury and ran for 2,000 yards, he had to settle for journeyman-type money, uh, and that could be an incentive for him as well, I would think. In his statement, I think it was telling that he was explained that he was going to have a role. He's not expecting to dominate carries. I'm sure he wants to beat out Mark Ingram because he's a competitor, but Ian Rappaport, our NFL Network insider, you know, pointed out it was very purposeful that he's making $250,000 less than Ingram. They didn't want to upset Ingram. They said, if you're coming in, you're going to come in below Ingram, who's been there for six years and has been our guy, essentially, in terms of a between-the-tackles runner, and Peterson accepted that. He signed well, the contract. Well, he did now. I want to see how where we are in November with that. That's all. He also said, I could tell Sean Payton did his due diligence on how I could contribute. Yeah. And there's no way. You will never convince me that Adrian Peterson signed on with Sean Payton and telling him, you're going to be Mark Ingram's backup. No, I There's right. no way. I, I totally agree with that. Sean I just, Payton told him, look, the best – because this is how all backfields in the NFL work. Week to week, if you're running well, you're going to play. And Adrian Peterson is confident enough that, of course, he looks at Mark Ingram and says, I'm more talented than him. I'm going to play. But Traveris Cadet will wind up getting 100 snaps. There's only 1,100 snaps all year. They're going to play Mark Ingram. And I think it's a great 
addition for a team that has a lot of weapons. They they have a chance. I know we make fun of the Saints defense and they're seven and nine every single year, but if they can just be somewhat close to the middle of the pack on defense, they have a great young group of receivers as as good as they've had really uh, since they were in the Super Bowl, maybe even better than then, and they still have an effective quarterback. They got a chance. And it, opens up, defense. it also opens up the fact that you you, you they were better your, last year. You have your backfield wrapped up. You, they want to go dra- defense heavy in the draft. It's they have to be better. Position. They were better last year. They just have to be even better. Than well, they're that. doing what the Cowboys do: run the ball, hide your defense. Yeah. Adrian Peterson signed, and now Marshawn Lynch. Looks like this is squared away as well. He should become an official member of the Oakland Raiders on Wednesday. Uh, Lynch, Lynch's representatives and the Raiders have agreed to terms on a contract, uh, and the team has hashed out the details of a trade for Lynch's rights with the Seahawks. Multiple sources confirmed the no- negotiations. Uh, according to Mike Garofolo and Ian Rappaport, the draft compensation will be a swap of late-round picks in 2018. Seattle gets Oakland's fifth-round pick in exchange for Seattle's sixth-round pick, uh, according to a source. Uh, and now uh, the only thing left is for the five-time Pro Bowl back uh, to take a physical with the Raiders. And if that checks out, this saga, Mark, is in the books. And Marshawn Lynch joins the Raiders and an offense that – has a chance to be the AFC's best. Yes, it does. I think I think it boils down to this elongated saga. When this gets going, what kind of player is Marshawn Lynch? I, I'm of the mindset that, you know, we know who he is. The break, the year-long break, probably got his body back in shape. He has a chance to, like in the last situation with Adrian Peterson, they have other good running backs. I like Jalen Rashard. But if he's going to be the Marshawn Lynch of old, he's going to have a carved-out big role in that offense. It just is a matter of how durable he is, where he is physically. He he didn't look quite the same as last full season. He wasn't healthy. He's going to be running behind a much better offensive line. But if I had to choose which of these two running backs I'd feel more confident in, it would be Adrian Peterson. But yeah, I don't know if we have to choose one or the other. I, I feel like they'll both exceed expectations because expectations for 30-year-old running backs are so low, and both guys have fresh legs. Both guys should be on top five NFL offenses, mm. which is kind of interesting that everybody poo-poos the idea of power backs in 2017, especially aging power backs, and two of the best offenses want them. I think that Lynch, to me, is the bigger risk in terms of bringing him on board uh, to an offense and hoping that he becomes an important part of it just because he was out of football for a year. The last time we saw him, he wasn't at his best. He is, let's be honest here, I mean, this is a guy, he's going to be playing in Oakland. There could be some distractions for him, a guy that, that is tied in so tightly with that community. You don't know uh, if Marshawn Lynch is going to be the same focus type of professional athlete he was when we last saw him. So I think there is some risk there. Whereas Peterson, to me, seems like a guy that has uh, a, you have less to worry about. In that but, but Peterson was essentially out of football last year too, with another major injury. I mean, it's it, it's fair. There there are risks with both, but I think we rely we we th- see these as reliable players who were, aren't coming back to make money, and it's they're coming back to make a statement, and we get to watch them. I mean, it's gonna they're gonna make them more entertaining when they're on uh, TV. By the time people listen to this, Lynch will probably have passed his physical and this. News will be official, and he did send out a tweet while we were up here, uh, which basically confirmed it, saying, yes, Lord. Twelfth man, I'm thankful. But just got real. I had hella fun in Seattle. 
But I'm really, really, I'm really from Oakland, though. Like, really, really, really from Oakland, though. <laughs> Town business breath on me. Can someone decipher that and translate it to me in English? Oh, how dare you. I think you. he's excited. I think I'm, it says I, I'm excited to play for my hometown Raiders. We like these Raiders this year. Is that right? Well, he's thanking God. And also the 12th man, which is the Seattle he's Seahawks He's something called a laud. No, L-A-W-D. That's Jesus. And then oh. he says... Uh, this all this speculation will it or won't won't it happen? Oh no! There's it's, something it's about happening. a female deer in here twice. <laughs> and Wes, I'm trying to I'm trying to give you the information you asked for. But despite my love of playing for the Seahawks, I am an Oakland guy. That's where I'm from. Those are my people, and I'm really excited to represent my city. This is about Oakland and about me and joining back up. With the Oakland people. What about the last line, which is a purposeful misspelling of business breath? <laughs> I don't – that one, town business breath on me. That one, I, um, I'm not with you. I don't know. It's not cool to spell correctly. That's what I get out of this. <laughs> Next on Four White Guys, we discuss the social implication of the new Kendrick Lamar album. <laughs> I don't know why, like, wanting grammar to be correct is – or wanting communication to be correct has to be a white guy. This is on Wes's radar. I know. No, like, since wow. when is it like you need street cred just to say things in a certain way? Just you, use the communication correctly, please, so we can tell what you're saying. Mark? Well, the language is always shifting. The people that were 30 years older than us laughed at the way that we communicated and how we did it. And even in our newsroom, the language has shifted in the last five, six years. We've been there drastically. So I just <laughs> see it as more of that. Look, say what you want, but there's a way to write. Language is shifting one way for speaking and another way for writing. You have to be able to communicate. I'm with you. I just see you and I as like standing there as this tidal wave is like basically swallowing us up and we're, you know, that missive is, is, is quiet and going away. Let's just move on. Martavis Bryant is <laughs> conditionally reinstated uh, by the NFL. The team, that team being the Pittsburgh Steelers, announced Tuesday Bryant missed the entirety of the 2016 season for multiple violations of the league's policy against the substances of abuse. Um, Bryant is going to obviously have to walk the straight and narrow uh, path here to, to stay off the league's the league's radar uh and uh it, but if he if if he does that and if he uh, gets back the trust of Ben Roethlisberger who seemed very miffed about the way things played out last year um west the the Steelers and we were just talking about the Raiders could have the best offense the Steelers my goodness this offense could be close to unstoppable well spoiler alert i'm going to have a post draft banger on the best offenses in the NFL Ooh. the three teams we've talked about so far will all be in the top 5 the Saints the Raiders and the Steelers. If you compare the Raiders, everyone's talking about them to the Steelers. I take the Steelers at every position. Every position. I bet the Patriots are in that top five too. Yes, they will be. I think this is a potentially every, bigger deal. every position, even the offensive line. Even the offensive line. I would take the Steelers at every position. And we saw in 2015, at the second half of the season, especially when the Steelers were doing amazing things, Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant were the best by far receiving duo in the NFL. I think this is potentially a bigger deal than the last two players we just talked about. He's not a bigger name. More people don't know about Martavis Bryant, but him plugging him back into Pittsburgh's offense could do more than than Lynch or Adrian Peterson, either of those two other teams. I I said on Twitter, I think this was, you know, that could be the biggest offseason addition any any team made. 
Then James Palmer, you know, pointed out, well, what about J.J. Watt? And I thought, all right, James Palmer. On well, offense. You know, you do a great hey. job. You do a great job covering all the teams. You're, you've got great hair. Why do you got to poke holes immediately in my point with a better point? Because I guess J.J. Watt would be, would be technically. There's something going on with you and James Palmer? Twitter is about interaction and debate. It's not a I'm in a silo. No, he, My opinion just beams out over he made, the land. He made, a fair, he made a fair point. J.J. Yeah, Watt is great. But Brian. This seemed to anger you. That's, that's the only thing. It's like <laughs> if he made a good point, why wouldn't it just be like, oh, good point, J.P. Let's move on with our day. Well, it's a bit. Plus this guy, he's got enough. <laughs> he's got enough going on in his life. You know, great, great at his job. Yeah. He, right. he was called the brother with the great hair by Willie McGinnis on, on mm. live air, which, you know, everyone wants. He that. has great hair. It feels like um, <laughs> sort of action figure military hair. Like, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I got you with that. That's a good, yeah. good description. I'm going to. All right. Hair respects hair. The only thing I'll say about James's hair. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, thing, no, no. The only no, thing no. I'm going to say about it, it's a little bit too perfect. Mm. Must it up a little bit. I'm sure he does out of town on a Saturday night. More suspension talk. Daryl Washington. Remember that guy? I barely do. But the NFL on Tuesday notified the Cardinals linebacker that he has been reinstated on a conditional basis. Washington has been uh, suspended without pay since May of 2014. Yes, folks, almost three years for violating the league's policy and program for substances of abuse. His band was tied to marijuana, um, which if it was just weed. The guy was out of football for three years of smoking weed. He did a lot of other uh, stuff. He had Josh a lot Gordon. of other problems. Okay. There were other, yes. He had some incidents. He had some incidents. Off-field incidents. He's been off my radar for a while. The 30-year-old linebacker may join the Cardinals at their training facility, participate in, in meetings, conditioning work, and similar activities the league announced. Uh, but we don't know, Mark, if the Cardinals even will choose to keep him with them after this long stay away from the game he was a productive member of the team before it all went sideways. Yeah, the Cardinals put out about as lukewarm of a statement as you possibly could. It basically said, considering we have been prohibited from having contact with Washington over the last three years, it would be premature today to discuss a potential <laughs> return to the team. They basically said, we are super plugged into the draft. We'll deal with this when we have time. Which is fair. Very fair, yeah. because you know Steve Keim, when he was suspended in the offseason in 2014, Washington – Steve Kime came out with about as strong a statement as you could against him because it wasn't just the marijuana. It was, uh, you know, there was an assault issue with a former girlfriend. It was basically a myriad of nonsense where... And failing more tests. More tests, multiple tests. There's, you know, the Cardinals at that time, Super Bowl window wide open. We don't have time for players we can't rely on. Next man up is what they said. And so now you're not waiting for him necessarily to come back into the building. I think they'll cut him. Really? Yeah, I think just the statements they've made over the years have been so negative about him. He's 30 years old. He was a very good player, for people that don't remember. A second-team All-Pro, but that was 2012, and he's 30, and he's been a mess. And I just th- just their statements over the last two or three years have been so scathing at points, you know, borderline scathing, that I think they'll just let him go. He was one of the best inside linebackers in football right before he suspended. But his game is pure speed. He's a lot like Ryan Shazier. He's 30 years old now. I don't know if that pure speed's going to be there when you're running a 4-4-8 as a linebacker. I don't know if you're going to do that at age 30. Domestic violence, too. The climate, it sounds crazy, but it's it's changed even since since he first completely was sus- changed. suspended. 
Uh, and I think that could be a factor, too, in him getting cut. Dan, on on the trope uh, front, yes. he has released a statement saying that he is in the best shape of my life. He's oh, like, yes. Trope alert. Article trope alert. 8H. Trope alert. Trope alert. The articles of the trope. Trope alert. Also not bloody likely. Uh, moving on. Let's talk a little draft buzz. A little bit of draft buzz. A buzz. That's a buzz sound. The Browns. Oh, the Browns. They got the whole world in their in the palm of their little hand, Mark. See the, the little globe. <laughs> Sitting in their little brown paw. Uh picking at number one and number twelve. Lucky the Rams lost that game to the Niners for you, Mark. You were right to celebrate that day. I didn't think about it. Yeah. That. Well, we'll see where the celebration comes or where it ends. <laughs> Two days away, uh, now just one day away from the NFL draft, the Browns are starting to make some moves. Owners of the first and 12th pick, they need a quarterback. But here's the thing. NFL Network's Mike Silver reported the Browns have spoken with at least four teams in the top eight about trading up. Mark, recklessly speculate the four teams in the top eight that they're talking to. I would say that you have spoken with the 49ers because That's the one. 49ers have wisely said that they want Mitchell Trubisky potentially at number two. I think the Titans at number five make a ton of sense because you want to get in front of the Jets. Uh, and it, honestly, if your key is to get in front of the Jets, I would say maybe even the Bears and the Jaguars. Well, the Jets too make sense. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah, the J- all right. I mean, if the Jets aren't, if the Jets don't want Mitchell Trubisky or a quarterback, then you could flip out with them too. Right. So the Jets, the Titans, the 49ers, uh, the Jaguars are an option. What was the other team you had there? Basically yes. every team. I mean, I mean, one through two through six. I mean, basically. to me, the, the little pressure points, Tennessee, you know, at five. They've they made, want a trade. They've made it clear through, you know, Daniel Jeremiah reported that they have, have made it clear that they want to trade down. They, they've said publicly there's a 50-50 chance they'll trade. Hold down. on. He said at least 50-50, yeah. which tells me it's 55-45, Dan. Yes. <laughs> And then the other team to me is the Bills yes. at ten could take a quarterback. So you would you would think you would if you were gonna take if you were gonna move up, you want to move ahead of the the next two teams in front of them, the Saints and the Bills, who theoretically could take quarterback. Did you hear yeah. any Wes? Uh, my family was in town, so I was kind of out of pocket. But did you hear any of that buzz over the weekend about uh, fifty-eight forty-two? No, <laughs> streets talking. Fifty-eight forty-two. Why wouldn't they be discussing that? I mean, I could see why that's I'm not rising. Fifty-five forty-five. It's it's their moment right now. So I'm not I'm not saying that that won't continue to be the case, but 5842, just keep an eye on it. I would say I've got nothing but love for 5842. <laughs> GC. 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 Uh, speaking of the Browns, Mark, you I think you have a statement to make potentially, or you could say refrain from it. But um, on April 18th, you tweeted. I'm tempered and lost as a Browns fan, but the hopeful slash illogical spirit in me that fell for Cleveland in 86 hears two words, colon, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> Update. Update. I mean, I the key word in there was illogical and sort of lost and everything else. Like, I, I really <laughs> do. Here's where I stand. I If Cleveland is going to trade up or do anything, it better be for another Rock solid defensive type prospect. I don't want to. I don't want them to go up and reach and give away picks for any of the quarterbacks. I. Mm. I'm not saying I've studied this as much as other people. It certainly have not. But starting to watch more and more Mitchell Trubisky, more and more of Mahomes, and all of them, 
I think these guys are all so imperfect that I cannot understand why you would trade up or why you'd allow this to leak out of your building to such a degree. I kind of feel a little bit that might all this might be a massive smokescreen. It might all be nonsense, but I am not sitting here pining for one of these quarterbacks at all. I would rather them not trade up at all and get two great players at 1-12. and 12. I am starting to feel better in terms of there, there was some unrest about the Miles Garrett situation. Feels like we're very close to getting the report that it's a done deal. The Browns will take Miles Garrett. If it is not, the I, I think you have to suffer the the risk of 31 other teams. There have been w- words bandied around shouldn't be in the league if they get this wrong. <laughs> well, no, that someone said that they should not be in the league if they don't understand that you take Miles Garrett number one. They, sh- they simply are not competitive. You cannot. We- go into year two of Hugh Jackson where it sounds like there's issues inside the building about who wants what if that's true with Miles Garrett not being the number one pick and letting that fall to a team like the Niners. It's an unbelievable situation well, that sets you up to for, again, years of comparison with the player you passed on. So what would we call up, like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Or what, I would, what would I honestly, I would not do anything at that point. I don't know what I would do. Oh, I what, don't, come on. What if we... Got rid of the Browns? We right, because 31 Browns. teams no, is a they, terrible number. You can't stay with at 31. That's an easy answer. The Montreal Alouettes. Mm, okay. Flip places with them? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I, I, you know, I agree, by the way. It's embarrassing. I agree with what you're saying, Mark, in terms of that you're suspecting this could all be a smokescreen. Yeah. I think what you're saying about not being excited about Trubisky is so logical, it's going to be true that, that teams aren't going to be trading up for these quarterbacks, and the smart play will be to see if, if they fall down. And, and, of course, some will get taken, but I I, I just can't buy it that, that teams are going to be you. giving up extra draft stock. It is a, um, every year moving on. There is always seems to be a first-round talent where a bombshell drops that uh, throws – you know, messes up draft boards and also potentially messes up a person's life. And in this case, Ohio State cornerback Gary and Conley, uh, who is considered one of the top uh, prospects in this draft, uh, it was learned this week that he's being investigated by police after he was accused of rape by a woman earlier this month, at, as according to Cleveland police, who confirmed it to NFL media. Conley uh, has not been charged or arrested uh, in connection with the alleged incident, um, but it goes without saying, Greg Rosenthal, that uh, this could lead some teams to go in a different direction. We saw it with Laramie Tunsil on a much lesser uh, potential situation involving the player, which was the the, the weed bong uh, gas mask thing. Leal Collins, a couple of years ago, opted to um, not get drafted at all and went the other route. Told uh, teams not to draft Told teams not to draft him. And now Conley finds himself potentially in a similar situation. Yeah, it is... It's tough to know how this will shake out. It's such a serious accusation. The police can, you know, as you mentioned, confirm to the NFL that they're investigating it and it, it's going to take time. You know, I, I went and looked in just wh- where was this guy going to get drafted to begin with? He was thought of as a top three, top three or four cornerback, was probably a mid to late uh, type of first round pick. And with this sort of uncertainty, I mean, we, people have compared it to Collins. To me, they're they're different. They're very different situations, especially because Collins told teams not to draft him. You would you would think teams would just stay away, but we're guessing about about things that are sort of unknowable, right? I mean, wouldn't yeah. they just stay yeah, away? It just happened. This? We just learned about the case, and so all that has to play out. It is. 
I think it <clears throat> must be a surprise to um, scouts because I was looking at Bob McGinn puts out the scouting reports and talks to scouts about these players. And the, and the words used to describe Conley were great character kid, everybody loves this guy, really good teammate, leader of the group. So it's not someone where there's like this map, this history of, of uh, you know, strange behavior, illegal behavior on any level. So it's, 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 it's terrible timing. And, and if it's true, then he won't be drafted at all. We're not going to know, though, that by the time Thursday comes around. Uh, moving on. Jake Long was the number one pick of the 2008 NFL Draft, uh, and he is calling it a career. Almost 32 years old, he announced his decision on Twitter on Monday, almost nine years to the day uh, when he became the first overall pick of the t- 2008 Draft ahead of Chris Long and who? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, who went number three that year. Uh, Long released a long statement long, uh, about his decision to leave the game. Injuries have basically just completely destroyed him in the last couple of years after he was a true uh, lockdown left corner for several years. Left with, tackle. That's, no, he was a corner, actually, Wes. <laughs> Do your homework. A, uh, a lockdown left tackle for multiple years with the Dolphins. Um <laughs> So, you know, notable to bring it up. Nice career for Jake. But I do have um, a statement to make. You do. I do. As the CEO slash GM slash director of communications for. Slash inventor. Slash inventor. You are the Jerry Jones in this in this situation. Slash Jera. In so many ways. Of the San Diego Greybeards. Big announcement here. The San Diego Greybeards will induct longtime left tackle Jake Long into our Ring of Honor on Sunday, October 22nd at halftime of our home contest against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Please join us as we honor Jake for his years of service to the NFL's most senior-friendly franchise. Uh, Seems fitting. Dash, dash, 30, dash, dash. He's got everything you look for in a franchise-caliber player for the Greybeards. He was once an All-Pro. Always an all-pro on the Greybeards. <laughs> he was he was on my Greybeards team in both the 2015 and 2016 outfits. And I'll tell you what, I thought long and hard about putting him on 2017. I think when I decided not to, once he saw the article get published on NFL.com, he said, if the Greybeards are passing on me, I think maybe it's time to move to the next step in my life. I think you are over your long pun limit for this whole segment. (laughs) (laughs) Those are all unintentional. Unintentional. Uh, That's what's happening in the news. No Jay Cutler? All right. Who cares? The rest of the league doesn't care about him. Neither do we. (laughs) Jay Cutler wants to play. His agent is telling people. There you go. Good luck. Good luck, Jay. Now. Moving on. It is time. And I want to say, I want to start this by saying we have we have gotten sloppy. Much like we 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 failed in our promotion of our video shows that just ran for the last month. Um, it wasn't something we did, uh, you know, on purpose. It wasn't, you know, we didn't mean for it to happen this way, but we just we kind of let ourselves down with that a little bit. And, you know. We being part of a collective we, but we are part of right. Maybe, you know, we. maybe others could have helped us as well with that. I don't know if anyone in the world was aware that we had those video shows, but maybe next time around there will be a general awareness. But this situation with Go Get My Lunch, uh, you turd, uh, is that we have gotten a little lax in paying off sandwiches. 
And I just want to say, with peace and love, that I don't think we should do go get my lunch uh, anymore unless we get back to the, mm. the core of it, which was put your sandwich where your mouth is. And if you get a proposition incorrect, you got to deal out sandwiches. It's coming out of your wallet. Thoughts? I am all for this. I think that there should be some accountability attached to your uh, propositions. Oh, I, I totally agree. Uh, looking at the go get my lunch site, I think I was eleven and six in our last little round. My, Why do you always turn this into like a Rosenthal promotional? Camp? My family hasn't eaten. Attic. My, that an can, addict. That can feed. That could feed us for a week. I've been. They've been waiting for those sandwiches, and I have to tell. I have to tell my kids. <laughs> no. Maybe I think thought that another, maybe, maybe another day. having some responsibility attached to these picks might ruin your percentages a little bit. Right, because what I does think that even mean? on a subconscious level, the three level, of us might care a little bit more and actually try. On a what? subconscious <laughs> level, I do. Believe. We only stopped like for one or two times. Wes is, was three and nine last time. I mean, I think it's a big. Why would Why us. would we just start now? Don't we have to make up these old sandwiches? Wes, why don't we? Okay, we're all in agreement. Let's get back into uh, paying off these sandwich. I didn't. Debt. I didn't express agreement with that. Okay. But I w- well, here's what I say though. Here, I, one thing when it comes to paying them off, it's extremely murky because at this point we've had two waves of sandwich bets. Super yeah. Bowl and uh, free agency, yeah. and everyone's sort of up and down with our standings. You kind of have a good run, a bad run. We've got to find some sort of system to find out what anyone actually owes. Well, let's start now, right? And the standings will, you know, obviously every all the picks count. But starting with the draft here is a nice um, chance to reboot in terms of the payment. I so if you've succeeded fair. up to now, as Greg has. Tough Unfortunately, Tough exactly. Luck. Unfortunately, very, you were out of luck. It would be very good to have lost lots of sandwiches the last few rounds. Right. Because it, not, it never really <laughs> mattered. Your word didn't matter then. Now we'll just arbitrarily now. decide it, it matters now. Now you're right. That That's is good. Bad, bad news for you. But, you know, come on, get over it. Very good news for Wes. Um, and now, Wes, before we get into these, you have to understand that I think this is a very important round for you. This oh, I agree. 2017 NFL draft. You, you, you went 3 and 11. Uh, for free agency, uh, you did go one and zero in the Super Bowl. Once upon a time, How did you I get was... that one. What was the one? <laughs> you was... weren't even there. I think it was marks that the Super Bowl will not happen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, nailed that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think if you'll look back on history, when we first started this segment, I was in first place for a while, mm. and then I went in the bucket like you did during the draft one year, Dan. I did. I had that really bad draft, which. Really, the fact that I'm just behind Greg is a real credit to the old Zeuser coming back from what I think was a 1-14 2015 mm-hmm. draft. But here we are now. Uh, Wes, this is your opportunity to get back in the game, crawl back to 500. And once you get to 500, anything, anything can, happen. can happen. Now, let's get into them. Mark, we start with you, your first proposition. And for those that are listening to our first, for the first time, uh, each of us will go around make a prediction about the draft, and then each of us will have the opportunity to take up that person on their prediction and say, no, 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 you're wrong, jabroni. And then there are sandwiches in play for the winner and the loser. My first prop is two words long. It rains. Rains? Where's the draft, Wes? Outside! It is outside. And it is an incredible risk. You are going right up to Mother Nature, and you're saying, we're taking you on. We want three days of sunny, blissful weather, low low winds. I'm seeing some precipitation. No Googling the weather. Are we not allowed to do any research? I oh. would say if you have not done any up to now, 
that we would that would that you I would say I would not if I were you, but you are more well, more than welcome to do whatever you want to do. Well, here this is a perfect example. Maybe a couple months ago, I'd say, yeah, why not? It's gonna rain. It's not gonna rain. Let's go for it. But now I know there's actual there's like right. You $8 either you either know that right there's now. a very good chance or that there's a little chance. I don't well, know. I have. I think the weather in the east is very unpredictable. Absolutely. If you want to tie yourself to a weather report? Be my guest. I would say. That even if it rains at all, any amount of precipitation, any water from but the sky, only, and we have Connor Orr on the scene. I'm going to have him on this smart. minute to minute. Well, it, it, it's only during the draft. Now, what if it's overnight Friday night, but not during the draft? I think it needs to be during the draft. I don't think so it's fair Thursday, to say Friday it, or Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday dur- from when the picks begin to end. Not in the, if it dry, if it rains in the middle of the night. I'm not going to tag you to that. That seems a little ridiculous. I was thinking just Thursday night, but you're saying for the entire weekend. The draft is a three-day affair. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you up on that. And what I, if it I haven't even looked yet. Sure. I'm going to look anyways. What after if it rains during off hours? Of That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I'm going to only peg you during active, like bell opens, bell closes type thing. I think that's making it even more fair. I'm going to look at the five-day weather. Oh, I, think it's I maybe should not have taken you up. Well, Greg already did. <laughs> uh, it looks like right now a 20% chance of precipitation at its high uh, on Saturday. 80% in your corner. 10% Friday, partly cloudy. So it's 30% here on Thursday, according to the National Weather Service. But I took you on it. I'll yeah. take you. Yeah. Why I, not? According, yeah, weather.com is 10%. So you say it will rain. I am saying it will rain at one point during the active pick session of the draft, either Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. No precipitation. I have not done any homework on this issue and purposely tuned out Greg and Dan during this segment. (laughs) I'm taking you up on it as well. I like it. All right, so there you go. A lot of sandwiches on the line tied to rain. Chris Wessling, here it is. A big, big round for Chris. We all know it. The pressure's on. No pressure, no diamonds. Chris Wessling. Should the 49ers stay put at number two, they will not draft an offensive player, which means no Leonard Fournette, no Mitchell Trubisky. If the 49ers do not trade out of the round, they will not take an offensive player. Interesting, because no one really thinks they'll take Trubisky. I mean, that would be a stunner. Right. All kinds of reporters do. I don't think I haven't seen. No All one kinds of reporters on our network do. No, well, just, we, we've already said we're not buying it. They're throwing it out there that the 49ers are putting it out there. Come, come, get us. But I don't think anyone believes there's any chance. So who does that really leave? Just Fournette, essentially. So you're kind of just betting on. Fournette. Do not try to dress down my statement. I'm it not. Is I'm, and Trubisky, <laughs> just because you don't believe. I'm in talking well, that's it his out. Thought process. I'm talking yeah. it out. I'm talking it out. So I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess. Wes is fired up. He knows the stakes. So watch out, Greg. Well, no, Greg always tries to diminish whatever you put out there. Oh, no. this isn't really going out on a limb. Yeah, that's a great I'm not. I'm that's talking, a Greg move. That you talk out the percentage. So you're saying it's just Fournette. Why don't you just right. say just Fournette and leave Trubisky out of it? I was going to go. Stop w- dumbing it down, Greg. Fournette to, to the 49ers as my onion hanger. But now since I have this opportunity, I'll just take you up on that anyways. So I'll, I'll kill my other one. I'll take you up because because why odd. not? I, I think yeah. it's I want to just see what happens. I think it's a good prop. Let's go for it. Oh wait, take you wait. Am I, I'm confused. You're saying it will. It, it, He's saying it's a de- defensive player. Oh right, I agree. So I'm not going to take him up on that. Right. My you head. think it will be a defensive player? Yes, I think that's a heavy favorite. Yeah. Or a punter or a kicker. Or <laughs> I think I, I think I will lose a sandwich, but I'm going to just be. I'm going to be a sport about it. And I like that. Up. Well, you did have a nice round where you let Sydney act as your conduit. I'm taking every bet unless round. something is totally outlandish. Yeah. 
Um, I think – you know this game always confuses me. I think that the 49ers will stay in the pick and pick, pick a defensive player, so that means that I will not take you on anything, right? All right. Good to know. All right, moving now on. I'm, now I'm thinking about it. Well, I'm, you I'm, made your pick. I'm flipping back again. Because why would I change what my onion hanger was, even if it was an onion hanger? I'll take it. I'll take you up. Yeah, I'll say they take sense. Leonard right. Why not? Right. If that was your onion hanger. It was going to be. It makes sense that you would. You know. It's gone now, though. Right. Too bad. i got to come up with a new one. Hmm. Sid, do you know that, as per tradition, uh, the producer has to come up with a go-get-my-lunch prop for the draft as well? I did become aware of that about 20 minutes ago. And In fact, the Irishman. Panic. Brandon McGinnis is the only producer to ever win a sandwich prop, and it came on the draft last season uh, when he predicted correctly mm. that the Cowboys uh, would uh, take Jalen or a team would take Jalen Smith in the first two rounds of the draft. He picked up four sandwiches there. That was a nice one. I think maybe the producers are cursed. They were. Even though he got that one right, Jalen Smith is now mm-hmm. not doing so great, you know? So maybe I should we'll just stay, sit this one out. Nice try. Nope. He got, got go. he got his sandwiches, though. I do remember getting uh, Brandon's sandwiches. He did. He did. Uh, this is part of your job. You have to do it, Sid. So even if you have to kind of, like, lay low a little bit, maybe ease up on the drops for the next 15 minutes or so, you got to come up with something. All right. Essentially begin your draft prep when we did. <laughs> I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I don't, you know, what do I know? Nothing. So – <laughs> the one the one team that I follow very closely during this walk-up process, obviously, is the Jets, so I will throw one out there with the Jets. Uh, it is a, a, a double. It's a two-parter. A tease. What do they call Uh-oh. it in your parlance, Greg? Is that a tease? <laughs> Parlay? Parlay? Is that what it is? Yeah. Parlay in the parlance? Not a trifecta. The Jets will go defense in the first round for a ninth consecutive year. Mm-hmm. And... They will not take a quarterback in their first three picks. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you. I will take that. Yeah, you went against the normal rules. That's sort of an onion hanger right there by putting two different things on the table. Because I kind of, I agree, the top players, tend, this year it seems like it's mostly defense up there, but I think they'll take a quarterback. So I'm taking you up on that sandwich. Mark? I will too. I mean, it's a complex. I've tried these complex Usually multi-pronged bets, and I'm like 0 for 9 on them. So I'm going to try to win one back. And here's and here's my logic. I, I don't need to get into the quarterback situation again, but I will say the Jets have so many holes uh, on both sides of the roster uh, that I think mm. they are more likely to uh, just stock up on various players that can help and maybe Todd Bowles help save his job. It's not crazy. And also I can You're convincing me as you're talking. Trade out of that number six pitch. I, I think they're desperate to do that as well, and I think that would be done uh, all around the idea of stocking up the roster and, and kicking the can on quarterback uh, till next year. So we'll see. What well, happens. and your GM would probably be in the position of having to already – cut or release a quarterback he just drafted about 700 days ago or 365 days ago. I don't think he's prepared Not a good to look. do that. It's such yeah. a bad look before Hackenberg's ever stepped on the field. Uh, we don't even know if the guy is real. Oh, I, this would be the Christian Hackenberg is real drop. But Sydney right now is powering away, trying to come up <laughs> with Christian Hackenberg is real. So anyway, I got I got three sandwiches locked in on that one. I'm a little worried about this one. Yeah, I think, I did think a good job. Yeah, you kind of hoodwinked us with the double-pronged maneuver. I'll get screwed. Don't worry. Well, uh, O.J. Howard is sitting out there, too. I I think there are a couple Mm, factors out there. Yeah, I I don't think they have the onions to pick Howard, but that could happen. Greg? 
All right. I'm going to the Henley today, by the way, on Chris Wessling's corner a little bit. <laughs> Interesting. Well, he is the strong silent type, so it's a, it's a good fit for him. Real Henley, John Wayne. Henley is what the strong silent types wear. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. Whatever you're wearing is <laughs> what the strong silent types wear. Go ahead. Uh, Ruben Foster in the news for failing oh, Rubo. that uh, drug test. We talked about it a little bit on Monday's show. People a little worried, you know, will will that crush his draft stock? I'm going to say no. That despite failing the drug test, despite uh, having an altercation with, with uh, the hospital worker and whatnot, some reports that he hasn't really uh, made a great impression, I'll say he still gets taken in the top 15 picks, doesn't end up hurting his draft pick stock. Top 15. Top 15. Mm. I'll take you up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. Why not? <laughs> I had a problem. Like, Reuben Foster, where is he going to go? I don't know. Well, I think he would have gone. I think he was a lock for top he, 10 he at was, one point. If people thought he'd be about a top 12 type of pick, I think pe- maybe the Saints even were, were a factor. I had a prop, which I will not use, where he falls out of the top 10, but I don't think he's going to fall much farther than that. I, I the, the, the one thing that we're hearing is that the issues, the stuff that's cropped up, a lot of teams don't consider it massive a massive issue um i i'm not going to take you up on that one actually what was the what happened at the uh the doctor check-in that that was a fun little story yeah just that he was waiting for a long time for his tests whether it was an mri i'm not really sure and he, he started getting uh a little ornery and he got into it with a hospital worker you know, some sort of back and forth and he ended up getting kicked kicked out maybe so, the hospital worker was a class a jerk very possible. I like I like mean linebackers. I like I would like if my team had Thank one. You. Well, mean to hospital workers though. Mean so to everyone. Mean How to about that? Hospital. How about mean to anyone? <laughs> mean to puppies. Yes, Baltimore Raven, rush for twenty eight yards right up the middle of our defense. <laughs> take, not enough of that. Take this guy off my draft board. <laughs> Bad person. All right. Wait, I hate to do this, but I really need to run to the to the men's room for a second. Oh, my God. We're just going to stop down. This is a first. Oh, we're not going to stop, but we're going to do our read right now. He's got to check on his undies. That is weird. <laughs> that has never happened on this show before. There he goes. Strong, silent type, small bladder. <laughs> we're going to have to stretch Greg this read out. excuse himself? He did. To go use the restroom. Yeah, that's I what wonder, I hope it's not a real emergency. Well, well, I need some new underpants. Well, and, best uh, luck on that have. subject, elevate your underwear game to the next level with, you know what it is, MeUndies. What is MeUndies? Oh, just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door. MeUndies are designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced micromodal. Nailed yes. it. A fabric three times softer than cop- cotton. Me undies softer than soft. Lugge undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns, so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? What? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription, and if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because Me Undies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com/slash. NFL 2017 and get 20% off your first pair and uh, go ahead revamp your underwear joy you deserve it once again that's meundies.com slash NFL 2017 meundies.com slash NFL 17 I will <clears throat> real quick I don't want to belabor the point but 
both of your women were excited about the MeUndies scenario? Absolutely. Their performance enhancing, enhancing undies. It's like using a corked bat. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> the way they're engineered, which is taking nothing away. It's like a wonder bra from for you men. guys uh, or anybody that wears MeUndies, which is an excellent product. But that if there's another reason why to get these. Oh, yeah. They contour uh, the lower body very well. I would say that I am a fringe. I'm closing in on a subscription. I'm not just saying that because the rest of my under- underwear selection. This coming I from need- someone who didn't even wear underwear until the last they month. They have converted me. And I, you know, mm. I'm wearing that leopard print one right now. And I want to see what other selections leopard they have. Print. Whatever it is, that black and white. Panda bears. Panda bears. Sydney, uh, can we work on getting a statement from uh, the shadowy league figure uh, relevant to this discussion on why it is not an individualized offer code? Sure thing. Thank you. Respectfully ask. Like, hey, the guys on uh, part of the show would like a explanation why the offer code is universal. I predict the answer will be vanilla. And here comes <laughs> Greg right on cue. Emergency averted. Greg, we decided uh, not to even do the MeUndies read. We spent the entire time talking about your abrupt uh, e- exit. I have no regrets. No, hey, listen, it could have ended a lot worse than it did. Put it that way. All right. <laughs> By the way, next round, you did you just go a second time, Mark? I, I have not. Yeah. Before we do that, let's do our uh, a group uh, wager. It's just one prop, and we all make a, a guess, and that is... Uh, that will be the following scenario. What slot or which slot? What slot will the first quarterback be taken in? So mm. whether you believe that to be the first round, I think most people think it will happen in the first round. Forget about the team because the teams could trade out and it's very possible that's how this ends up playing out, although you never know. Uh, so not the team, just the number, one through 32. Uh, mm. Go around the room. Uh, or if you don't think anybody quarterback goes, say off the board. That would be an onion. Do that too. Hanger. That would be an onion hanger. Um, Mark, you're up. Uh, just reading the tea leaves. Don't want this to happen. I'm going to go number five Titans. Well, number five, wherever that, that wherever that ends up being, whatever team. So someone trading up, possibly the Browns. Not trading down, trading up. I believe into five. I'm but. also going to take number five since the Titans are 55-45 to trade down. Mm. Interesting. Well, reading the tea leaves once again, five is uh, makes a lot of sense. Six makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I will say, just to be different, I will say the Jets will trade out of six, uh, and I'll I believe the Browns will trade into it, uh, and they'll make the pick there. So I'll say six. My thought process was was ten or twelve. Really, were the two I was looking at. People think. The Bills might take Deshaun Watson. I think Trubisky could end up just falling to the Browns, which no one would be too shocked by. But I'm going to go with the Bills. I think I think let's go number 10. Number 10. So two fives, a six, and a 10. Mark, go uh, your next uh, prop. All right. Controversial player. Talk about a guy with a lot of baggage. But also it depends what kind of team you are, where your ownership's at. Joe Mixon considered by some to be a phenomenal talent. I say that he is gone by pick number 35. Hmm. 35. Mm, I had a Joe Mixon one that is similar to this. 
we could team up. It was my onion hanger. No. What happens? See, That's a tough game. So other people's tough. onion hangers are just my second or third prop. <laughs> well, I'm getting just getting warmed up here. Mine is a little more oniony. Um, well, well, you can still you hang can it. Still later. do it. All right. Anyway, so you're saying he will go in the top 35 picks, despite yes. that horrific domestic uh, or uh, violence incident at the restaurant, which obviously is on a lot of people's radar. And and we've been we've been starting to go to school on these players and. And I think the general thought is he, he might be the most complete running back in this draft, even more than Leonard Fournette. And if, if, if not for that incident, you know, he'd probably be a top 20 pick. I will take you up on that. I, I think that's that's right around the over under. So that makes that makes some sense. But that's that's real early on day two. That is well, the first three picks. Those three picks are Cleveland, San Francisco and Jacksonville. You could argue – I didn't well, want to go deeper because I think those three teams potentially would have a need at running back and would potentially take a chance. You could also make the argument that one or two of those teams will scratch that itch in the first round, which will leave maybe just one team that has a need at that point. I will also go uh, – I'll take you up on that. Uh, I just think um, teams – it's a different world. We were just talking about that earlier in the show. I think some teams don't want to invest a pick that high with someone with that type of baggage. So I think – you know, mid to late second round might be uh, a more likely spot. We'll take you up. This is a tricky one. I'm going to take it. It's a tough one for me to figure out, but I'm going to take it. Why not? Uh, Wes, you're up. Christian McCaffrey does not get drafted by a team called the Carolina Panthers. Hmm. <laughs> kind of interesting. So you're taking the field. That's a rare, that's a clever move. The funny, th Wes, look at mine right here. Christian mm. McCaffrey will not go to the Panthers, so we're in the same boat on this. So Wes obviously, I will not Wes take taking this seventy-eight and eighty-five record seriously. He wants to bounce back. So anyway, since that was my exact uh, next prop, I will not take you up on it. But conventional wisdom is he is going to the Panthers. But that's that's bupkis to me. Conventional wisdom the day before the draft. I mean, I'd like it a lot better if the Eagles were picking before the Panthers. I. I'm looking, let's, barring trades, I'm looking at one through seven, and I don't see the candidate that grabs him ahead of Carolina, and he's such a such an ideal talent and need fit for Carolina that this is one of the rare ones where I'm not going to take you up. I think that your logic wow. is Wow. Right. DJ. Wait, you said he is going to Carolina, right? I believe he's going to Carolina. Well, I said he's going to so, someone yeah. not named to Carolina. So you would take him up. Oh, I will take you up then. Okay. I heard that wrong. Yeah, D I think Yeah, DJ, um... Daniel Jeremiah tweeted he, he was wondering if McCaffrey would even get to eight. I will not take you up on that just because anytime there's that big of a consensus, That's I don't know. You never know. I mean, does everyone really know something that much? It it, it seems like it could be 50-50, but there's always a chance, like DJ said, that he doesn't even get to Carolina. Well, uh, if, Like San Diego would be surprising, but DJ kind of mentioned even – Especially because they're not a franchise, yeah. <laughs> Right, that's a good point. The Chargers, <laughs> uh, maybe the Graybeards jump up into the top eight. That would, that would be They bold. have a featured back. They do. He said some teams even with running backs in place are like him that much because he's not your traditional, you know, 1A. He, he would maybe be a I guess player. I'm my, the reason I am going Panthers is because if one through seven, Fournette's going to go to one of those teams, maybe the 49ers, then McCaffrey is your clear number two guy. And it just fits so neatly for the Panthers that if they don't, if they if they go another, if they're going to pick a running back, it's him in my book. Yeah. Uh, my next one's simple: the Browns and the Texans will take quarterbacks in the first round. 
stops dead in its tracks. Well, I just something think offensive. That, I think they will. I I can't take you on that. I think I think both teams are bound to do You're that. Starting to come out of your uh, your new strategy. It's it's too logical. I, I I just agree that they're that they will. Yeah, my logic is obvious. The Browns. If you throw a, a wild card in there, then I'm taking up. But they're not. Those are two not. Those are two clear quarterback targets. The Browns have two first round picks, and they could hypothetically trade out uh, one of those picks, even move back in the first round and still get a guy they like potentially. And um, and the Texans, I think they're desperate to turn the page again once more. And I think there's pressure once again coming down from that, uh, from ownership. Get me my new quarterback. To make me forget about the old one. So I think it's... Throw the Cardinals in there. I take you up. Wow. Can't I can't triple. I can't do the three can't triple stamp a double stamp. Yeah. Hey, what did you come down on this, Wes? I feel like the logic is sound that the Browns and Texans plan to draft a quarterback in the first round, but I'm going to take you up on it because there's no telling who's going to be there at 25. The guy the Texans want might be off the board, so they might have to adjust on the fly. I will take you up on it. I'm falling into the trap again by including too many. you know, parts, whenever you do that, you get in trouble, but it wouldn't be gutsy at all to say one of, you know, right. both one right. of them. No, I don't sense. even think this is too many parts. I think you're right. I think it's perfect. Like, we must be getting good at these games because all of these feel like 50-50 shots to me, almost impossible to, to pick, but I'm going to do what Wes says uh, for the same reason, that you just never you never know. And, and maybe maybe the Texans love Patrick Mahomes and maybe he gets taken before there. Who knows? I have a theory on why they all seem like 50-50. It's not just that we're getting better. The draft is not our area of expertise, so our knowledge is like, okay, that sounds reasonable. Ian, I think it's one of the more mysterious got first rounds good theory. in a long time. That Reuben Foster one is still like rattling around my brain. Well, th- <laughs> people have said, even though we, we don't know anything. Who knows? We don't know anything. And then on top of that, the, the conventional wisdom is people know less about this draft of what's going to happen than any yeah. draft in a while. I mean, no one has any clue what the 49ers are even going to do at two. There's like five or six players people have been throwing to them. So, All right. By the way, just for time reasons, Greg, you're going to do your second one. Then we have one more each. And okay. Then we got to go. Okay. Uh, this whole taking my onion hanger before – Really confused. Walla Walla is a big onion. There it is. Uh, giant sweet Spanish onions are good. Uh, and a red zeppelin. Maybe I'll is save a big, this one. Uh, red onion. <laughs> oh. Well, Greg, you're up. Sorry, Red Walla Walla. <laughs> Couldn't you have done this in the uh, in the restroom? I like the internal monologue. <laughs> I'm gonna have uh, John Ross. <laughs> Maybe I'm going too deep here. John Ross is gonna be taken ahead of Mike Williams. Interesting. These are kind of the two. You know, two of the top three receivers. There's been some talk Ross actually might fall right out of the first round, so then I would be totally wrong. But this guy's fast, and people love fast. People like speed. He so set I'm the combine gonna, record. I'm just going to bet on that. He, he, he broke uh, the record of Chris Johnson, so people get excited about it. But I think the people that get more excited about that are probably the people like the layman. Uh, and maybe not the people in the building. Well, I'm saying what I would get excited about. I hear Mike Williams, and he kind of sounds like one of those guys who maybe doesn't get a ton of separation. You're just of the other Mike excited. Williams, and, oh, yeah, and he's true. poisoning the well that's true. for this Long Mike Williams. I will take you up on that. I think uh, that Williams will go before. 
Ross. Once again, it seems like a reasonable 50-50 proposition. <laughs> <laughs> right on the nose. But I'll take you up I on think it. this one's a little bit of an upset. I'll take it's, you definitely up an up, it's definitely an upset pick. It's I a, feel like it's a 58-42 upset. <laughs> John Ross's fragility will be the deciding factor. Okay. Yeah, he's got some injury concerns, and Mike Williams is a lot of late hour visits. Teams are interested. I will take you up, too. I think Mike Williams goes first. Fragility a big factor with these players. <laughs> Fertility less so. Hmm. One of one of the players. You don't have all the information. Is that on a that, Travis Henry pick? <laughs> one of the players has an eight-year-old kid. That's an old kid. It's an old kid. It's a lot of mileage on that kid. All right, last round. Here we go. And if you haven't dropped an onion hanger yet, it is time. All right. Well, number one, I like giving food to my friends. I'm okay occasionally swinging for the fences. I'm not going to give you some robotic, ultra-logical onion hanger. I think that this Today outdoor I'm show setting... I'm a little bit about growing huge onions. I've already told you that weather is going to be a legit factor in this draft. There's going to be a lot of these clowns at these tables. Well, you... All right, you in the National Weather Service. They're trying to get their pick in. <laughs> Quick, get your card up, but there's a lot of confusion. Are we, are we postponing this pick, that pick? That for the first time since the Vikings in 2003, oh, oh, yeah. this is a pick. I'm not saying in the first round, but between round one and seven, a team is going to miss a pick. And it's not going to be as the headline grabber like it was when the Vikings completely botched that. But over the course of these rounds, weather, chaos, Utter sort of just nonsense is going to force one team to blank on a pick. Mm. Good luck ever keeping the draft indoors again when you've got this kind of mayhem. <laughs> Total mayhem. Bedlam. <laughs> They'll be putting these uh, these drafts in underground bunkers after what happens As this well year. they should. Look at the excitement we've right. added by putting it outside. Right. Next year. <laughs> no one will miss their pick in my right. opinion. Okay. Yeah, next year teams draft while we shoot paintballs at them. I don't know. <laughs> I like uh, I'm going to take you up. <laughs> oh, surprising. <laughs> Feels reasonable. I could go 50-50. <laughs> I will take you up on it. That was good on you. That, that was, was good, good on you. Good hanger. All right, Wes, time for yours. Well, I'm not convinced we're ever paying off these sandwiches. So it's happening. Get it out there. This is the last edition if we don't pay it off. My onion hanger. If you want big onions, you got to get on- big onion plants. The old man woke up, and now he won't shut up. <laughs> Joe Mixon gets drafted before Dalvin Cook. Oh, wow. Well, I will mm. take you up on that just because I like having the, the ones all make sense together. I just said he's not going to get taken in the top 35, so that's an easy call for me. I'm I saying th- Dalvin Cook gets drafted like in the 40s or 50s. Okay, that, that's, that's, that's a, way a good onion hanger. That. I will take you up on it too. Okay. I'll take you up on it. Next. A lot of sandwiches in play. J.J. Watt, Texans all-world defender, will tweet or Instagram or some use of his social media a childhood photo with brother T.J. along with some cringy faux inspirational hokum when T.J. is drafted. Wait, I feel like there's like a hundred percent chance. Right, <laughs> almost absolutely going to do that. Well, I'm actually saying the specific. That's called like, that's like tweet. an onion protector. No, no I'm <laughs> like saying some me undies. A specific image from their childhood together, and it has he has to have something uh, cringy, faux, inspirational. Who decides hoping. whether it's cringy? Okay, so Sydney. let's let's break this down. 
if he sends a picture, let's say, of him and his brother at last year's Wisconsin game or something, that doesn't count. No good. It has to be childhood. No good. It has to be something from – I'm going to extend it a little bit to, like, you know, the formative years. So anything from high when they were, before. you know, single-digit age through junior high, high school. In some uniform that we've never seen before, some early high school Now, what if – what if let's just have a for instance. The quote is, always thought you would – you would make it this far. So proud of you, bro. Does that count? Yeah, sure. Okay. It doesn't it's have to be, be so, uh, prepubescent. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on downstairs <laughs> or under the armpits, Whoa. so I can't tell you. But it's got to be like 12 and under. I mean, like if it's their <laughs> freshman high school photo, that's not really childhood. Hi, high school. Yeah. It, no, I said coming of age, formative years type thing. So, okay. yes. Anything well, they're pretty far school. apart in years. So, yeah. I will take – no, I, I agree with you. I feel like this is <laughs> – I do too. God. I'm sorry. I, didn't well, I think actually what you've done is made an excellent prediction that yeah. this is exactly what J.J. Watt would do. J.J. <laughs> Watt would need to be put into like a medically induced coma to not do this. Right, exactly. I agree. He's got to do it. <laughs> this move, he's going to use it. I'm not going to get a single like it's prop stunned. out of this? I mean, it was a fine onion. I'm stunned. I don't – I'm it's not going to say – It's a fun prediction. It's not yeah. – it wouldn't say that it's uh, shockingly – Wow! Out of character or bold for I J. feel J. like Watt. it's a one in it's just the hyper specificity of it all. Is that how you say it? <laughs> specificity? Specificity of it all. To me, it's a fifty-five forty-five thing. Like he's of course do, it is. he's doing that. <laughs> the only question is whether the picture is new or old. That those are the only questions, and I'm going fifty-five that it's an old picture. All right. <laughs> so no one took you up a rare onion hanger without stunner. A, all right, Greg anyone. and Sydney on deck. Wow, she's nervous, I can tell. All right. <laughs> Leonard Fournette to 49ers was going to be it, but that's gone now. So let's go with the Saints or the Cardinals. One of these two teams will take their quarterback of the future on Thursday night. Okay, one of them. One of those two. Well, can I ask you one question? Back. When we say quarterback of the future, we're not waiting four years to find out if he actually No, a quarterback. Out. Okay. A quarter, so a they, will, they will take a first-round quarterback, one of them. Yes. I will take you up on that. I will take you up. I don't think either will. They're both pretty high. So I think, Cardinals they, 13. I think they might have to trade back in to get it. You know, I, I think the Cardinals will take a quarterback, but I'm going to take you up on it because they need a lot of things right now. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take the field. I'll take it. The Cardinals really need it. A quarterback of the future. That's they do, but they could easily address it that, next year too. Or when all of these quarterbacks fall to the second round. Right. That that could get me. We're talking first round. Right. First I, round. Thirteen, kinda, 13 is rich unless you're really in love I'm kinda with the Kinda hoping I'm hoping that one of them trades back up, maybe the Saints. Mm-hmm. But Saints thirty three, they could bump back in. Hmm. Are they another thirty two? Ooh, thirty. They have the last pick in the first round. That's a good spot for a quarterback with the much-coveted fifth-year option. You know, Drew Brees, by the way, has I didn't even factor is, that is in. But on record, that he plans to play into his forties. And the, all this talk about them needing, like, desperately to draft a quarterback. Come on, he's still one of the best five quarterbacks in the NFL. So little yeah, calm drop down, off. Sean Payton. Yeah, everybody, calm down. All right, drafting Garrett Grayson every year. <laughs> Finally, we might need some timpani for this one, Sid, because I know this is such a a big moment for you to carry on the torch that the Irishman passed to you after going 4-0 last year. Your prop. All right. Here it is. 
I'm like shaking. I've it's never nuts. seen Sydney this nervous. Okay. Before. She's not a gambler. There will be a TJ Watt cam. And we will see TJ Watt. Like the camera will cut to him and linger on him. You know, like a real, not just a, oh, hey, there's TJ Watt, but it's going to cut to him <laughs> specifically at least uh, nine times before he's drafted. So you're all right. Do you first of all, do you know any of the production details, or, or are you just going all? I, I know no for right because you okay. could find this out. All right, so you're Perhaps. saying even there, there there will be a camera in T.J. Watt's home or his family's home, wherever he is, and before he gets drafted, which could be in the first round, it could be in the second round. Uh, there will be nine cutaways. Nine cutaways. At least nine. Is at that least, what you're saying? At least nine. Before cutaways. he's drafted. Before nine. he's drafted. That's a large number. I, I will take that. Yeah, take I will it. take you too. And this you know what? Like this TD's is, Calvin Johnson. This is why wow. we've got great listeners. They can keep track of the exact <laughs> number here. That's another game they can play. That is an all-time. <laughs> Stop treating them like they're toddlers, Greg. Listen, there were sixteen <laughs> cutaways. I'm just saying we're not. We're going to be right, and we're not going to be. We're not going to be totally focused on every second. And I'm not. I don't watch ESPN anyways. The, uh, Sydney's, oh, Sydney just shared some logic there that there were 16 cutaways of TJ's brother during that playoff game while he was on the bench. Um, That's different. But it is a little apples and oranges there. I think you're in deep trouble but here, But what if Sid, JJ is there? Mm. What if JJ's in the home? That's a wild card. That's a wild card. Seems reasonable. He's 50, probably 50. there. But before, before, the before drafted. Before drafted. But before, drafted. that's a lot before. Yeah. I mean, of course I'm taking you up. I yep. like it. It's a right. creative question. I mean, it's not as bad as when TD went for 40 touchdowns. 20, for Cal- 24 for Calvin. <laughs> 24 breaking touchdowns Randy for Calvin. Right. But it's close. So just a, as a summation here, what Sydney needs to happen? She needs TJ Watt to be one of the players that has NFL Network cameras. Is it NFL Network only? You said ESPN, didn't you? Or, or is it or ESPN? That's important, actually. Uh, we'll give you I either. I thought about those details. Yeah. You want to give her either? either? Well, here's the thing. It's only it's going to be one or the other. They probably wouldn't both. That's NFL Network sure. feels yeah. like they could go super gushy on this. Wait, yeah, so whichever network has whichever them. Whichever network. Right. And, and if neither network has them, you lose. She's already done yeah, before the draft true. even starts. <laughs> but yeah. S- Sydney's a very honest woman, but I also feel like she might have some intel that she's not sharing with us. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Oh, interesting. Just a, I just got a feeling. Bit of a Sessler that Sid's got an eight. I think I'm running in high circles. You're running in the it's, high it's all that new money. You're Corrupt bu- circles. You're above the treetops a little bit on this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. So there are the uh, the 2017 draft props, many of which will be decided by the time uh, you next hear from us. We will um, uh, record a podcast immediately after uh, the first round and uh, get it to you, uh, you know, really, I'm going to say around, you know, midnight or so. Uh, Pacific time will drop, you know, in the middle of the night on the East Coast. So when you wake up, it's there for you. I don't know the time zone situation in the UK and beyond. You guys can figure it out. But just know that we are going to get this thing out to you uh, right after the draft as soon as possible. And then again on Saturday after the completion of the seventh round, we'll be back upstairs and uh, we will do a full recap of the draft. So that will be our next two shows. And we are very excited uh, to bring them to you. Should be ready for the morning commute in the U.K. You know, about eight hours, there, you know, eight or nine in the morning. For those who work. Not everyone in the U.K. works. Some will just be in their rooms doing literally <laughs> nothing. Our friend Simon is a taxi <laughs> driver, so he who knows what kind of hours he has. Right. Let's go.
God, I love the Raiders. This is Dan Hansen signing off for The Quiet Storm, The Mailman, The Boss, and New Money. He's going to give us some new sandwiches soon. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.